0: All right, I hope you have your Bibles this morning, because we're going to jump into the Word. It's always scary when a pastor comes up and he's got four or five pages of notes, like, right, oh man, here we go, right? Don't worry, I just had a, I think Frosty Snowman got a flake of glitter in my eye, and it kind of got a little scratch on it, so I had to enlarge this a little bit so I could see this a little bit better, because... Old people like me need contacts to see with, and so, anyway, uh, no worries. We're going to we're gonna jump into the Word, and we're going to move through this Word, and, and I just pray it changes you today, right? I told Katie in the back, it just felt like old times. Me and Matt uh, used to go around in the summer. We'd do camps, did it for, I don't know, eight or ten years. Uh, he would lead worship and with his band, and, and I would come preach, and it just, man, it's just a privilege and an honor to handle God's word this morning. It's a privilege and an honor to just sit before you today and to open up his word with you. Uh, and I pray for you guys that sit here today that you see it as an honor that we're able to be in his word today, that we're able to hold his word and we're able to hear his word. And we're not in a country that runs us uh, around and tries to kill us and tries to drag us out into the streets and make examples out of us. We're, it's an honor to sit under the hearing and the reading and the preaching of His Word this morning. So I, I pray you're blessed, not by me, not by the worship team, which was awesome, but I pray that you're blessed by the hearing and the reading of His Word this morning because it's important. So we're going to be in John chapter 15 is where we're going to be. So if you want to go there with your Bible or your smartphone, whatever you want to do, some scriptures will be on the screen, some will not. Uh, but I'm reading it all out of the ESV, and so it may not match quite, like some of y'all's reads but listen it's all god's word amen so the, the the main header we're putting everything under today the title of the message the title of the word that will come to you today is abide abide in christ so many of us go into really this time of the year we make resolutions that we want to we want to do something we want to maybe lose weight. I say that every year, it never really works. It just kind of sticks there. I don't know. Maybe I got to change some things, right? Maybe I need to change my eating habits. Maybe I need to quit going uh, to all these great restaurants we have in Waco and China Spring, right? Uh, maybe maybe I need to change some things. Maybe some of you guys are saying, "Well, man, I I want my I want to graduate this year. I want to get a new job. I am going to move. I'm going to advance. I'm going to be married. I'm going to have children. I don't know. There's just so many things, and, and we look for something. And say, well, what can help me get accomplishes and 2022 and this is what I'm telling you this morning only God himself is going to be able to help us accomplish the things that we need to get done now you may have a lot of uh, things that will that you have talents and gifts and, and you may have finances you may have friends you, know, you may in, in, in high places you may have all these things and it can be helpful but listen, without God, without God giving you the pieces in your heart, that the trail you're walking on and the places you're going is from him, and that's where he's leading and guiding. man, you'll just always have this stir in your heart of nervousness, of, of weariness, of this went wrong, and now I've got to figure it out. And so today I want to help us to see what does it mean to abide in Christ. As we look at scriptures in John chapter 15, this is what the words say, right? John chapter 15, verse 5. He says, Jesus speaking, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in, in me and I in he, him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And so when we look at this scripture, Jesus is really, he's, he's made an analogy to his disciples. Right? They might have been standing in a vineyard. Uh, he knew for sure that all the disciples knew about vineyards and the vine and the branches and the grapes that they would grow and the, the fruits that need to be produced for life, for, to, to eat and for selling, for commodities to sell, for livelihood. So he knew about this. And so he made this, he, he made this throughout the whole book. We went through the book of John uh, a couple of months back and we did all these things who Jesus, who he was. He says, I made these statements, I am. And today we're looking at this statement that says, I am the vine. And so he says, I am the source to all good things. I am the source of life, and you're that person that's that's really out of of my life. You're flowing out of my life. So he says, listen, I'm that vine, this planet rooted in your heart through the Spirit, His Spirit that lives in us, right? And he says, for for you to produce fruit, for you to be able to go and do good things, um, and listen, listen. there's multi-talented people that that I've met since I've been here in our congregation there's multi-talented people and people that is just uber smart and, and and can do great things but listen when God says if you connect that to what I'm doing man it's going to do great things outside of me you're really going to do nothing to just kind of do worldly things so this this analogy that he makes he says listen I know that you guys are pretty good at doing things, talking to his disciples. And he says, I know you're able to accomplish some things. He said, but, but you're saying to me at this point, Jesus said, you're saying that I'm going to be king of your life, that I'm going to be the Lord, that I follow you. You're the Christ, the son of the living God, right? Many of us have said that. We've talked to many people here that says, well, I give my life to Christ. I've surrendered my life to Christ. But what do we do on a daily, Right? We just mustered up enough strength. We try to figure it out. We wring our hands. We call up our friends. We do all these things. When God says, listen, I'm the vine. Let your branches grow so it produces good things out of my life. Not the things that you're doing. Not the things that you want to happen. But the things that I want to happen. Because if, if he really is Lord, listen, we've got to just grow in that. What are the branches doing? Everybody can look at trees and know that. What are they doing? They're just sticking off the tree. They have no way to get any kind of life source if it wasn't for the, the trunk, for the vine that's rooted in, in, in something solid, right? So a lot of us, we, we would say, yes, Jesus is Lord. But what do we do? We pull it back in. I'm, we make ourselves king. Now listen, when I preach and when I stand on this stage, you need to know that when I say the things that that I know we do, it's because I know that I do that. Sometimes I put things on you that maybe you don't do. But I'm telling you, for me, I try to make myself king of my life. When things don't really want to go my way, I try to figure it out. I try to position myself in a way that I can make it happen, right? We'll pray, but do we expect God to do things? We will We will get in his word, we'll read it, we see the truth, but do we really believe it to be right? So this word abide, this is what it means. This is what it literally means to abide in Christ. If you abide in me and I in you, this is what he's saying, you'll do all all these things. It just really means to trust him. It really means to rest in him. (laughs) Anybody need rest today? (laughs) 2021 has been pretty brutal, hasn't it? You know, I had a lot of people sending me stuff. Happy New Year's, happy, all these things. And in my mind, I'm thinking, but do we really think it's going to be happy? I do. <laughs> Here's why I really believe it's going to be a good year, because God's still on his throne. God's still doing great things, and he's taking the gospel forth through us another year. If it wasn't going to be a great year, guess where we'd be sitting today? You wouldn't be listening to me. We'd be sitting around the throne of Christ and just worshiping for the rest of all of eternity. Right? But he's left us here. We're here. So it's going to be a good year. So we want it to be a happy new year. We want it to be an awesome new year. We want to rest in Christ. We want to be able to do that. So I'm going to put some things under some headers. It's going to help a little bit, okay? So for if you take notes, good. Here's some three headers that I'm going to put things under today to help us kind of categorize it because I don't want to be all over the place. and you, you get done, you're like, dude, I don't even know what he said. It was good, but it was, I don't even know what he said. So here's what I'm saying. Today I'm going to ask you to look at your life Not to look at your person, not your spouse, especially don't look at your spouse, because we do that sometimes. Don't look at your friends. Don't think about your neighbor. Don't think about, oh, I wish so-and-so could be here to hear this. Think about, I'm here today, God's speaking to me, and I want to think about what I do with my life, with my time, my talents, and my resources. Okay? Think about it like this. How do I abide in Christ, rest, trust Him, with my time, with my talents? And with my resources. So that's the headers we're going to put it under today. And I'm just going to try to help us walk through this systematically a little bit. To see what does God want for me in 2022. Okay? So time. Listen. If you've written, if you've written that down. Or you're thinking that in your mind. Put this right, right out by time. You can trust God with your time. And listen. This is something we don't have enough of, Right? Anybody feel like, man, I've just got so much time. I just don't know what to do with myself. I'm just sitting around. Like, nobody does that. We go from one thing to the next, the next, the next, to the next. Guess what? Christmas is over. New Year's is over. Guess what? We're, here we go, right? If you're in sports world, spring sports have started. Soccer started. Baseball starting. Uh, softball's going to start. Track's going to start. And it just, and guess what happens? Years pass. Years pass years pass, and years pass, and then you'll look back and go, man, what have I done with my life? Some of you in here are super young, and I say anybody that's under 30, super young to me at this point, I'm 55, and when I hit 40, I was like, eh, you know, it ain't too bad. 50, I was like, oh, man, I've lived half of my life, over half of my life. If God's been really generous, man, I've lived, over, I've lived two-thirds of my life, i only got a third left, and I'm not trying to make this depressing today, but I'm just saying, there's a reality to like. We're going to live eternally forever, but not here on this earth. What are you doing with God? What are you doing for the kingdom? What are you doing for his glory with your time? Because you can trust him with it because he's given it to us, right? He's given you life and he's given you all these things. And what we'll do is, this is what I do. I say, man, if I could just catch time, I I just need some me time. I don't want to talk to nobody. I just want to sit on my couch and do nothing. But guess what we do? Anybody want to guess? We do this right? And we catch up on all the stuff that's going on. And we just look at this thing, and we're just, and this is no joke. Deborah's mom and dad came down uh, in their 70s, and they were looking through their phones. I look at my mom and dad. They're looking through my phones. I look at my kids. Everybody's doing that, right? Because we, we need, we say we don't have time, but really, here's what we really do. We find ourselves in a place where everything that we find value in We'll give it a little time. And I want you to process that this morning. Whatever you're finding value in, that's what you're allotting all your time to. And most of us, if you have children here today, you're going to say this, it's my kids. Absolutely find value in your kids. They're gifts from God. But here's what I'm telling you. If you allot all your time to your kid, they will eat it up every day 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 in and day out day in and day out and listen you you didn't maybe spend some quality time with the lord and you're out of your mind especially if you have little kids right because it's just it's just the way it is and, I, and i'll probably say things today that are like dude i can't believe he said that but i'm telling you i'm just i'm just trying to i always shoot people straight and i've lived life through th- three girls it was busy it was crazy and so we got to be careful with that. But our time, the Bible says this, look carefully how, you, how we walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best time, uh, use of our time because the days are evil. <laughs> Jesus said that back in his day, right? Just think about how evil it is today. Um, but here's another scripture, if you want to look at it, uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. This is what it always got me as a young Christian. This is Jesus speaking. He says to his people, "Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me. I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light." It's Matthew eleven, twenty-eight through thirty. I, mean, I don't know if you've tried a christian walk but those words in my early life didn't feel like it was easy and his yoke was easy and his burden was like and it was like it was a it's a lot to be a christian right it was a lot to try to keep up with all the rules and all the commandments and make church service every sunday and make sure i serve somewhere because i want to be a good christian That's not what he's saying here, and that's not what I ever should have been trying to do. And and let me tell you today, stop doing that if you're doing that. Rest in Jesus. Rest in his finished work on the cross. Rest in the fact that he's got it all figured out, and we can trust him with our time. We can rest knowing, look, if I cut something out, we we think in our mind, because we've got our schedule, if I cut this out, well, this is not gonna happen. Listen, Jesus is working that out with perfection. We can do some things, we need to do some things. How do we find rest? How do I do? What do what I need to do with my time? Here it is. Right under that heading of time, I'm going to break this down in three little places too. It's going to be prayer. It's going to be the word. It's going to be community. It's like, bro... You didn't come with three points, a poem, and a prayer this morning. You come with three points and three, three sub-points, and, and we're going to be here all day. But yes, we're going to be here for a time that we can hear what the Lord's saying to us. So the, the Word says uh, in Psalms 5, this is David reading it. This is something that's been good to me. It's been a blessing to me and, and good for my soul. Psalms 5, verse 3, he says, O Lord, in the morning hear my voice. In the morning, I prepare a sacrifice for you, and I watch. Some of y'all's reading says, and I wait with expectation. So in your prayer time, do I hear this all the time. And, and if you do this, don't think I'm thinking poorly of you, but I'm telling you, you need to find a different place to do your praying. I hear people tell me all the time, I pray all the way to work as I'm driving. And that's a good thing to do. I prayed all the way over to church this morning. Uh, God, help my eye not to hurt. Help people to show up. Help things go well. Help your word go out. Help our teachers teach all of our children in the back. Help our children to hear the word. Help Matt do well in worship. Help our voices to stay strong. Help our hearts to be changed by you. I did that. But that's not the primary place I spend my time praying to the Lord. That is a place I think you can do that. But I think you've got to find a place to sit down and mark out, make some time to spend time with God. Because if you don't, listen, you you are throwing up popcorn prayers, and you are not sure if God's really moving and acting in those prayers that you're praying. Because you've, you've set them on the fly. You've set them in a right before you go in a meeting or right before you have a, in between some meetings. Or you've set... You, just all these things, find that time. You know, it's been go for me and Deborah, my wife. Seven years ago, we've been married 34 years, but about a little over seven years ago, this is what we, we said. And this was really out of frustration. We couldn't, our kids got grown, right? We got three daughters. Anybody? Amen. Uh, y'all know, three daughters. Uh, God didn't bless me the son, and they said, why do not you, you try to have a son? I was like, well, how would that be fair for him to have to live with these four ladies? You know, Right? <laughs> Just being honest, like, how's that fair? You didn't have a choice, in it. if we could have a son. But odds are, I'm not, so four, nah, I'm not doing that. So, me and my wife, really out of a frustration of trying to tell our grown daughters how to walk, how to think, how to live, because they're super independent, but yet dependent, right? Yeah, somebody's got some older kids in there, because they're laughing. They got some older kids in there, they know what's going on. Uh, so we just start, you know what, we're going to pray for them. And it was really like, Dad Gummit, we're going to pray the power of the Lord in their life. And we'd sit down at night and we'd pray. And we'd pray the same prayer over and over and over and over. And it's just like, it was on repeat. And then we're just like, man, we like this time. And guess what? We started praying for each other, we started praying for other things. Like, this is awesome. And then our girls, their hearts start to would soften to things, and we'd see they'd come in and say, "You know what I decided to do?" And they tell us, and "We're just like, don't look crazy, don't look crazy, because you know we were praying for that." You know, we had one daughter come in, "Well, oh, it's my job." We're like, oh snap, you know, because we prayed not that she would lose her job, but that, that, that God would get her in the place she needed to be for her life. And 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 power, the power of prayer is an amazing thing. But it's not a request list. That's what we were doing. God, fix our kids. <laughs> Please, fix our kids. They're, how did we raise? We thought we was killing these parents. How do we raise these kids? And, and they're not here today, so I'm sorry that they're not here today. But bless them. They're doing great. They're killing it now in life. And, 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 but here's the thing is, we all need prayer, don't we? Even when things are good, we can just praise, just like we just sang the last song, for the goodness of God, right? Not a list, not a checklist, God, I need you to do X, Y, Z. Because in my mind, when I used to pray that, right, back in that legalistic mindset, I'm trying to do all these things, I would say, God, I need you to do one, two, three, X, Y, Z. But guess what? In Brent's world, the king of his world and the king of his castle, I was going to make that happen anyway, with or without God. Because I was going to do this. And already had a strategy to make it happen. And 90% of the time, I couldn't make it happen, Right? Y'all, y'all know y'all do this. Don't look at me like, wow, he's weird. Y'all do, we do, all do. That. That's the way we pray. We pray and ask God to do these things, but we're doing it irregardless of what he does. That's, that's, that's really bad praying. I'm telling you, because what happens is when we get right in the middle of something and, and something's off the rails a little bit, we're thinking, okay, well, did God say do this or did he not say do this? Or am I on my own? Well, and it's just what we most of the time do, especially in the world and the area we live in. We'll say, yeah, this is where it's supposed to be. And by golly, I'm going to make it happen. I may have to hurt some people. I may have to move some things around and I may have to do X, Y, Z, but I'm going to make it happen. And then we get to the end and say, oh, thank you God for blessing this. Or were you at God in the middle of this, right? That's bad praying. Prayer is a place where you go and you commune with the Lord. You ask God, what are you doing in my life. This is what me and Deborah pray. I pray it nearly every morning. Some mornings I wake up and I'm just hungry and tired. I just don't think and I just move on. And about midday I'm going to go like, well that wasn't well. That didn't turn out well. should ask God what he was doing. Right? Put this in your mind. Jot it down if you want to. Ask God, what are you doing today that I can join you in? Because most of our prayers consist of this is what I'm doing today. Would you help me make it happen? God, this is the direction i want to go in. Would you Clear the pathway. God, this is the things I want to see in my life. Will you do this for me? And here's what happens when we can't see God in it. We think he doesn't care. And so we just move on anyway. But when we ask God, what are you doing? Because let me just tell you, God's a living and active God. He's not a God who's sitting up on a cloud with his feet on another cloud, and he doesn't care about us today. He loves us. He cares for us. He sent us Jesus. He sent his spirit to live in us, to lead and guide our hearts to good and right things. So I got to where I would ask God. It's from Henry Blackaby. Some of you people have studied through different studies. Henry Blackaby, experiencing God, right? That's all. I'm, I'm sure dating myself up here. But here's the thing is it was good. God's always moving and active in the world today, right, 100%. So we ask God, what are you doing today that I'm going to join you in? And here's the thing we'll have to do under this heading of time. We'll have to make time when he says, "Uh, this guy needs you today. Your coworker that irritates the thunder out of you, you may need to listen today. These guys that get out here on this road and they don't know how to drive, many of them out here. Trust me, I'm not one of them. I know how to drive. The other people don't. I get out there and they frustrate you, right? You may have to be patient and wait on them to sit there and finish their text so they can go when the light's been green for 10 minutes, right? We just may have to do that. But I'm telling you, when God's, when you're asking God, what are you doing? Things that go off the rail during your day, you're not so upset about it. And then you go, you, right at the moment it happens, you're like, oh, are you? Okay, what are you doing? Okay, I see you. I see you. I know. I know. I asked to join you, so what are you doing? Because this doesn't look right to me today. I'm I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated with this person. I'm frustrated with the situation. I don't want to answer this text. I don't want to talk to these people. I don't want to do whatever it is that happens. But guess what? God is doing something in that moment that we can't see because it's in the spiritual realm. God's doing something important so we can trust him with taking that time from our prayer time. We've given him time to pray. Now we're giving him time to see what he's doing, right? So here's another important thing that you can put under your time is make time to get in your word. This is important. If you're using this time, a Sunday morning at a 9.15 or 11 o'clock service to get in your word, that's good. Amen, that's good. But that shouldn't be your primary spot. Okay, Church is a place we come celebrate The goodness of God. We sing to him. We give to him. We hear the word. We serve. We do all these things inside these walls. But if you don't get in your word daily, and I'll tell you as a pastor, there's days that I don't get in my word. It may be a shocker to you. There's just days I just don't get in my word. I'll think through the word. I'll see my scripture pop up. Everybody's got a little uh, Bible app, right? If you don't, uh, YouVersion is a great Bible app, It'll, my dad told me one time, "Well, son, I don't read good." I was like, "Good news, Dad, you're always on your phone." My dad, 78, always on his phone. Let me put you you version on there. Click, 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 click. Here you go. Just that little speaker right there. Oh, it reads it to you. Yeah, Dad, you can hear the word read to you now. You don't even have to read. Be a good reader, right? You could be blind today, and if somebody could get you going with the Bible app. You could hear it from now on, right? So you can hear the word. The word's important to get into to be able to stay connected to God, to abide in him, to rest in him, to be loved by him. This is what Proverbs, um, um, or Psalms uh, 119, uh, 105 says, the the word, your word, is the lamp to my feet and light to my path. Well, it can't light very good if we don't get in it, does it? And you're certainly not going to only turn your light on on Sunday mornings, right? You need it on all week long. Uh, Proverbs three one through four says, "My son, do not forget my teachings. Let not your heart, uh, let your, but let your heart keep my commandments, for the length of your days and the years of your life and peace." They will add. Here's a big difference in being in the Word. Say, "Okay, I know I need to read my Word. Things will go good if I read my Word." The preacher said, "If I just read it, things would be good." Well, that's not always necessarily true. Because if, you, if you're viewing that from a legalistic standpoint and your heart's postured in the way, well, I'll read this to get something from God, your heart's postured the wrong way. What does posture mean? It means, is my heart open to hear from the Lord? Do I want to read his word to glean and know and to understand who he is for, for, for be good, what would be good and right for my life? If we do, we get into his words because we want to know his character, Right? I mean, if we want to know what somebody's going to do, hey, we just went through f- football season. And I don't, want, I don't do a lot of sports gigs up here, okay, but we killed it. Waco area, it's okay. We killed it, right? Again last night, killed it. Everybody, right? Amen? That was good. What, what happened most of the time? We watch film. Coaches, we watch film, right? We want to know what people's doing. We want to understand what our opponent's going to be up to. Uh, sometimes we watch people to watch them so we can do what they do, because it's good. Well, that's not why we're getting the Word. We want to know what our enemy's up to. We want to know some of the ways that his tactics has worked throughout the history of mankind. And we also want to see how our God defeated it, how he led people, ordinary people. Listen, we're <laughs> the, 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 story, the Bible is full of stories of people, and we, we put them up here, but they're ordinary people, Right? They're just ordinary people like me and you. Listen, it, <laughs> I'm from a background who didn't know college. I went to Delmar. I said I got my B.S. degree right there at Delmar. Y'all can catch up with that later. A B.S.M. actually, right? Uh, so anyway, I got that, and, and I didn't need anything else, right? Because I was good to go. And when I read the scriptures, and I thought to myself, "Man, what what do I have to offer God when He called me into His service at age 27? What do I have to offer Him?" And I read this scripture, and it may be good for you today. It's not on the board, so you need to put it in your mind. You need to look at it in your scriptures. Acts four thirteen, and it says, after John, uh, Peter and John had done this great, amazing thing that healed this guy and made him walk, everybody was mad, and they were trying to, like, why did you do this? What are you up to? We're, we're You're going to have to stop doing this. And Peter and, and, and John, they were just like, dude, I don't know, he's. He was crippled, so we helped him. I don't know. And so he says this in Acts 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they perceived that they were uneducated, here you go, common men, common women, just ordinary folks, they were astonished. They were astonished that some goofy dude from Paris, Texas, like Brent Bowton, could take God's word and open it up, and it just do something to him and change his life forever. And he would be able to stand on the stage and proclaim the word that he would move from a place that he, he didn't know anything else but Paris, Texas, but he moved to China, Spring, Texas where he knew no one to plant a church one day. I didn't know I'd do that, but he says he used ordinary people, common men, and he says, but this is what they said at that last part of that, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. This is one thing I think is important that people recognize that you've been With Jesus, that you prayed, that you've been in his word, it oozes out of you, right? The third thing I want to say under this time thing is community. Listen, if you don't take time to find people to rub elbows with in life, you're missing a blessing from God. That's the way he set us up. He set us up to be in community. Satan stole our time. Listen, he, he stole that time so we don't get to prayer like we need We don't get in the Word like we need to. And guess what? We don't have time for people anymore. We really just don't. We're so busy. Our schedules are, just can't fit it in. And we want it. We want me time. And then our me time goes to social media time. And that time's eat up. And you look out and you're sitting on the couch. It's daylight. And you look up and it's dark. And you think, what's for dinner? And then we eat and go to bed do it all over again the next day so community is important we say it like this at wellspring okay you ready do people know you are you known by people are you it's important because if 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 you don't have people that's in your life that you can do life with and realize this is what you need to realize is they struggle just like you Sometimes they don't read your word just like you. Sometimes our prayers—they don't understand why when they pray what they're getting. But you get around people that will help you grow, and then guess what? People, God starts to move people in that circle that sometimes don't know Him. Acts seventeen says He does that all the time. He says He actually moves you to a place and He sets you in a time and a span of life that you would live so that people would know Him, even though He's not far from them. And so, man, community is important. I love people. I don't know if y'all noticed that about me. I love people. It's, it's the weirdest thing ever. My wife could stay in her house forever. She just didn't, she didn't, she didn't care to even come out. She, she works hard. She works hard to build friendships. For me, listen, I took a personality uh, test one time. Matt said, dude, this would be cool. Take this. And I don't know if you've noticed me and Matt's mannerisms. We're a lot alike. We were kind of the same on this thing. But this is what it said about me. And when I did this personality test, it says, Brent has never met a stranger. They're only friends that he hasn't met yet. <laughs> this thing is awesome. It knows who I am. Man, I, I moved here. I'm standing on the curb waving at people. I don't know. Y'all come by my house. Y'all see me in the yard waving. I don't even know who you are. Hey. My granddaughter now stands out. We... I hold her. She's 10 months old. She waves at everybody, right? Emmy's out there waving at Cars Passing Side. She's like her papaw. She just loves everybody. She wants to be friends with everybody. Man, it's a God-given thing. I know I, I know that. I get that. But here's what I'm telling you. You need to work at, if this is not you, you need to work at cultivating and building relationships with people. People who... One, I would say getting a circle of people who love Jesus will help you love Jesus better, but also people that may get put in your circle that may not know him so that they'll know him through who you are. Community is important. we got community groups. You can get on the church center app. You can find our community groups. You can get in a group. I know most of them full, most of them gets closed, but we continuously open. We're going to open a few more this year. So we're going to keep going so that, listen, we're able to put people in a community with one another. This is a good place to find community, man, I think this is the best place you can come to find community and people, right? Man, when we came here almost a year ago now in February, he lost his church, we get there was a small group of us, but now there's a large group of us that meet on a regular basis, and these are our friends now these are these are people that care for us. these are people that love listen so uh, my daughter, she has a little bitty Yorkie, little teacup Yorkie. I mean, a little bitty thing, four pounds, carried in your hand like this. She carries that dog everywhere she goes. She thinks a human. So those, those definitely were some of the prayers we've been praying. That's not a human, that's a dog. Uh, but anyways, she carries this thing around. So we go out. At my daughter's Friday night. We get out of the tr- car. She sets the dog down. He always goes right in the house. We raise the garage door. We all went in with our gifts. We sit down on the floor. We start playing with Emmy because that's the center of our attention because she is a human now, right? So we're playing with the baby and we're doing all that and we realize where's remy what the heck remy where's he at you know usually just sitting around dude we're like can't find the dog we get on the camera guess what we raise the garage door for whatever reason he's a dog he was sitting at the door the girl went up he just said went off the camera and they live out on austin hines and if you've been out there this, this 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 in the country He'd been gone 17 minutes from the moment we realized we was missing him, right? Until we realized we needed to find him. And man, with just a second, there was people pulling up like, Cole Franco, he's not here, but he he came. And dude, he said, I'll help you find your dog. And just people were calling. Pam and Tanner came. The people all in that community, with the neighbors knew it. They, we were known by them, and they knew us. Man, if you know Cole Franco, this dude, he don't, he's afraid of the dark. I, I wish he was here so I wouldn't say that. It's like I'm putting him on blast. He's afraid of the dark. This dude was wading around in the weeds with a flashlight going, dude, we're, what's the dog's name again? R- Remy. You know, we're hollering for Remy. You know. He's walking around with the flashlight, looking, helping us look for our dog. Like, what in the world? This is our friend. These are, these are friends. And so people come out. And, hey, we found the dog. Two and a half hours later, we found him. He had traveled about three miles through the, I would say, the wilderness for him. He's this big. Went out on uh, Garrett's lane on the far side and was going up the road. I guess he was going back to our house. I don't know where he was going. We found a guy, drove up, coming home from work, picked him up, and we put it on Facebook. Yes, yeah, social media. Thank you, Jesus. And they said, hey, I found your dog. And listen, it was like Christmas all over for Jade, right? Here's your dog. She's, oh, she's done lost her mind. She's, you can't even, we're thinking. And she said, I don't know. This is what she literally said to us, which I know this is a gift from God. I know it's a dog, but it's a gift from God that he gave to us. It's like, listen, she said, I, if I couldn't have found Remy, I would have had to quit my job and move in with y'all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was serious. <laughs> right we found the dog it was good so we had community we had people who loved us enough to take out their time cole said he was in the bed i don't even know it's 8 30 is that weird but he came to look for helped us look for our dog people in the neighborhood we found the dog right so they came and they were community They were people who loved us it felt good because god had given us family that's important so we talked about time. We talked about talents. And I know we talked a lot about time and our time, and what we do. But our talents, kind of this mixes up. So this second header of talents, you can trust God with your talents and gifts. I told you, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just an ordinary dude. I don't have a whole lot going on. I don't have all this multi-talented stuff. Whoever's playing this cajon up here. has got these things. I was watching this dude just like that. How does he do that? Right? Y'all seen Austin play, sing, preach. He did it all one, one Sunday. Matt's multi. I just don't have a lot. I don't have a lot going for me, but you know what I do have? I have the gift of gab. I love to talk to people. And I love to hear your story. I'm genuinely concerned about your story. That's not usually who I am. But God's given me that little gift, and I'm thankful for it. Man, God can use you wherever he places you, wherever he takes you. Because this is what he says, when you're weak... I'm made strong. In your failures, I come through. When you say, I can't, he says, I already done it. And he does that for us on a daily basis if we will give our time to get in this word, right? We give him in time to find him in prayer. When we find time to visit with people and we give him our talents, he starts to plug us into this great thing that we use our talents and gifts for. Man, we're just blown away. This is what we're blown away about Wellspring is that we have people who love Jesus enough to serve in this church on a Sunday, Sunday in and Sunday out. Over 55 workers in the kids area alone, over 100 people that serve, you give your gifts and talents. We see that. We know that. We thank you for that. But here's what I'm telling you. Can you give, will you give God your gifts and talents in 2022 They will bless you? And bless the people that you're around. Here's the, here's the last thing: It's your resources. Resources, your, your stuff and your money. And this is important, because I'm telling you, money starts most fights. Money starts most fights in churches. Money starts most fights in marriages. Money starts, but it's not really money, is it? What does Jesus say it is? It's the love of that money. It's the the way you want to hold it in because this is what we've done. This is my kingdom. And we've put our stuff, our resources, and we said we're going to keep it for us. When he says, I bless you to bless others. I come to you and I'm generous because I want you to be generous. I gave my best and that's what I want you to give. So do you take your resources, your money, your stuff, your position maybe in life, maybe you're in a place you can really bless people. Maybe Maybe you steward over people. Uh, my, my, my wife stewards over 7th graders every day. She stewards over those. And she uses her resources, her teaching skills and ability to teach them Jesus. And, I mean, I know people say that's not okay in some areas. But my wife does that. Do you do that? Do you use your job, your resources? Do you use your stuff? Do you use your home for his glory? Do you use your vehicles? Like when people need a ride, do you give them a ride? Do you hand your keys over? I mean, for me, it's easy. My truck's got 300 and something thousand miles on it. Hey, dude, you need to use my truck. Here you go. But it, if it was a super nice truck with zero miles on it, would I be that friendly with it? That's what we have to be. We have to be those people. Will we use our resources that way? Will we use our home? Will we open our home when it's not perfect? Ladies, let me tell you, nobody's home is perfect. Okay? It's okay, it's where we live. But will we use that home, my wife's afraid that somebody's going to see a speck of dirt in our home. So half the time we don't get people to come in. Why? Because they're just like looking around. They're not looking around. We're talking to them. She's not talking. Why? Because she's looking around. Oh, I see something over there didn't clean. Right? Quit. Stop. Open your home. Love people. Sit in your yard with them when it's warm. When it's nice. Use your stuff for his glory. And listen, use your money to further the kingdom. This is not a plug to give to Wellspring. Listen, we're we're a place, an entity that you can come and you can be. You can be one thing for sure. Any money you give here is for the glory of the Lord, because we we try to we try to make His name famous, not Brent Mountain Austin or anybody else. This is not a plug to do that. It's a plug for you to say, where can I use my time? My my talents, my gifts and talents, and my resources for the kingdom of God. Right? So we realize how generous God was because that's the gospel. What's the gospel message this morning? Jesus came. We just celebrated as a baby. He lived perfect. He died sacrificially and he rose miraculously. That's the gospel. That's a pretty generous gospel too. What did he say? It's better to give than receive. It's better to bless because to be, a ble- to be a blessing, you want to bless other people with your stuff, right? So when we look at all we talked about, we started with bide, and I'm going to go back there. So John 15:5. if you look back down and edit one more time, this thing's probably telling me I'm over. Is that what that minus means? Okay, that's what I thought. They didn't tell me that zone there had that minus. So anyway, I think Matt t- talked too much in the beginning he usually does that. So, John fifteen five. Let's look at it one more time, and then we're going to drop down one more verse. John fifteen five says, "I am the vine; you're the branch. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing." But look at verse eight. It's gold. By this, my father is glorified, that ye bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciple. Man, here's what I'm praying. I'm praying that we're resting. We're resting in the finished work of Christ. If you're trying real hard to please God this this morning, let me tell you, the only way you please God is to give your life to him. Be a Romans 12 person. Offer your life as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord. This is your spiritual act of worship. It glorifies God. So I'm telling you, if you're putting your hope in anything else, I mean... Anything else, it's going to falter. It's going to fail, but you can be assured that He's going to get it right. And man, we have connect cards that's sitting in your chairs. That that I think we come to a place and a time where we will um, we have our final song, and we just we praise the Lord uh, for what He's done, and uh, so. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know who you are today, uh, but Matt's going to come uh, and the and team's going to lead us in worship, uh, and we're, gonna, we're just going to spend this time, and here's the way I want you to spend it. God, what, what did you say to me today? Not what did Brent say to me. What did you say to me today? And what do you want me to do? There's a connect card there. If you want us to pray for you, take the connect card, fill it out. Uh, write, write any prayer request on there. Maybe, maybe some of you say, man, I've never received Christ. I never really offered my life to the Lord. I never made him king of my life. And so if you want to do that, put it on the, check the card, fill it out for us. You know, drop it in the boxes in the back on the way out. But whatever God has for us today, we want to do business with him during this last song in this time of invitation. So pray with me as we see what God wants to do. Father, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for an opportunity to come. We we thank you, God, that we're in a country that loves uh, uh, you enough that allows us to be here uh, with you and to serve you and to worship you and to be a part of what you've called us to do. Uh, God, I'm just... Uh, I pray for the hearts right now that you've spoken to this morning. God, I pray that they didn't uh, see suggestions from me, but God, they've seen your words. Seen, they felt and sensed your spirit and your heart doing something in them. And so, God, we just ask that you would move, and that you would be honored, and that you would be glorified during this time. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.